Welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known uh, as your former mayor of this place. I'm so sad about that. This guy is your vice mayor. It's also your thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Jesse, at least you have the Father's Day shirt. I, on. I have the Father's Day shirt. I'm very, I'm very much enjoying this Father's Day shirt. And you know what? Just because I'm feeling kind of nice, I might have an extra one for one of you Ooh. out there as well. So uh. stay tuned how you can win that shirt. But uh, did we mention that Corbin Carroll is an NL All-Star starter in Seattle, the town where he grew up? I'm not sure if you've heard that before, but my God. This is an exciting time to be an Arizona Diamondbacks fan and an exciting time to be a fan of young Corbin Carroll. Uh, this man is doing things that not a lot of players in their entire career have done. Uh, he is the 10th rookie in National League history to be named an All-Star. Uh, and he is the second outfielder in D-backs history to start an All-Star game since... Luis Gonzalez. <laughs> 20, 22 years ago. Bang, bang. Let's go. That was the year that Gonzo hit... 57 home runs. I remember and, you know, that. Did the whole World Series. I was thing actually alive stuff. when that happened. Yeah. I was also alive. I know, there. but I mean, I remember I, it. Like, I was, a, I was, I was a drinking, I was of drinking age. Well, I wasn't of drinking age, but I was drinking. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Corbin Carroll, just amazing. And of course, we can't get enough of the fact that he is a starter. We know he deserved to be a starter, but again, it's hard to get that recognition when not only do you play in a market like the Arizona Diamondbacks market, but also when you are such a young player to to have the baseball world kind of take notice of you. He didn't win it by a close margin. He 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 won it fairly significantly. Yeah, I mean he probably probably deserved more votes than than Mookie Betts and we're going to get into that's, some of the That's hard though. That's I mean that's hard, right? Because Mookie, Mookie Betts, Betts has a lot of name credit. He does and he's been <laughs> he's been around for years so people know him. They not only do they know him but he's been consistently a good player for years. I felt like Corbin Carroll getting close to the amount of votes that Mookie Betts got. I, I get what you're saying. Numbers wise, Corbin Carroll deserves to be the starter above maybe, you know, probably only second to Ronald Acuna Jr. But yeah, uh, this is this is fun still. And he is the uh, eighth all-star starter in D-backs history. He is the eighth. So the other ones, uh, I don't know. Do you want to try to name them or should we just be boring and I'll just read them? Out? I mean, I imagine Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt. That's one. I imagine Randy Johnson. That's two. Kurt Schilling. Three. Gonzo. Four. Um, Justin Upton. No. Whoa. No, never started. Mm. Wasn't all-star, didn't start. Brandon Webb? Brandon Webb, no, didn't start an all-star game. Cattell mm. Marte started one, right? Mm-hmm. He was the Diamondbacks' only like player that year. So was that five? Where are the other ones? So we have Matt Williams in <laughs> 1999. Matt Williams. We have Jay Bell in 1999. Oh, one of the best hitters I've ever seen. That would be, yeah. I don't know if I would have remembered that one. Yeah. Um, and I think we have everyone, right? William Schilling, Marte, Gonzo, Bell, Johnson, Goldschmidt, Carroll. Okay. There's, okay. Your, there's your eight. Wow. That's a pretty elite list when you talk about Arizona Diamondbacks history. And uh, again, surprising. Justin Upton, never a starter there. But uh, Corbin Carroll. Again, absolutely a starter and deserves to be. Uh, he's doing some crazy things this year. And honestly, uh, our entire world almost full, fell apart yesterday when we thought he might be injured. But things look like they are fine. Corbin Carroll is fine. And he will be able to make that all-star start. Yeah, and we are still waiting on on some news. Uh, some of you might have seen the report from Robert Murray that the Diamondbacks are calling up Dominic Fletcher. Uh, but we don't yet have a corresponding move for that. So, 
the D-backs are bringing up Fletcher as far as we know. We don't know. You know who the corresponding move is, you guys. I don't know if I don't know if anyone knows what the corresponding you, move you, is. You don't, you don't think it's going to be Pavin, Jesse? I think people want it to be Pavin. Oh, I don't man, know. That's, that, if we got a vote going, it would be a landslide. I'm still leaning towards Damon is very doubtful. It's Pavin. Yeah. Uh, Pavin Smith. Uh, remember, after the apocalypse, it's just going to be Pavin Smith on the Arizona Diamondbacks and cockroaches left. After all I'm still done. leaning toward Brandon Fott being sent down after his start yeah, that's, yesterday. That's, yeah. And the D-backs skipping him the next time or skipping that spot in the rotation the next time through and then going with a bullpen game sometime around July 8th uh, heading into the All-Star break. You don't break. think they're going to give Fott another opportunity. I would lean toward no at this point, but I don't know. That's wow. not from an inside source. That no, that's is just, just my my speculation. personal speculation yes. at this point. Yeah. Yes, we try to we try to make it clear when we're speculating around here. But I don't think they'll send down a reliever. That's the move that would surprise me because the Diamondbacks just got seven innings from their bullpen yesterday. Correct, and that feels like a weird time to be going with a seven man <sighs> bullpen instead of an eight man yeah, bullpen. Yeah, so I'd sure. be pretty surprised if they went that direction. Uh, well, in regards to the All Star Game, we now know what Corbin. Carroll is going to be dressed in when it comes to him making his start in Seattle. Uh, here are what the all-star game jerseys are going to look like. We still, we have no confirmation 100% that these aren't some sort of practice Jersey or whatever. And the reason why I say that is these are very uh, Seattle Mariners uh, <laughs> colors. Uh, I don't know I, what you're talking iconogra- about, Derek. There's a damn, there's a compass. There's a compass for the A's, Jesse. Uh, this is wild. This is like, but I kind of do love it. I love the idea of the jersey uh, and the colors and the uh, everything they do with the imagery being related to the, you know, the the stadium and the team that they're playing at. But that it's vastly different from what we saw in Los Angeles last year. In Los Angeles, we saw very much a neutral colored jersey. All of the jerseys looked. Uh, they had the uh, team name of the player across the front, and uh, the National League was like white with gold, and the American League was black with gold. Very classy looking. I really liked last year's, and I don't, I don't hate these, but man, these are very much Mariners colors. Yeah, uh, the way that Major League Baseball described it, they like released an article after the jerseys were unveiled, and they say the 2023 jerseys feature a print that blends elements of Seattle's neighboring ocean, forest topography, and the movement of air. So that's how they're... So they're kind of viewing this not as having anything to do with the Mariners, but that's just like wild. the general... That is wild. But I guess the Mariners' colors yeah, are know, also sort of based on those it's, things. It's in so. the Northwest, so we have a compass. It's got to have a compass attached to it. But uh, no, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't hate those jerseys at all. I kind of like it. It's just, like I said, it's quite different from what we saw in Los Angeles last year. Those um, LA jerseys were pretty sick. Those were sick, man. And I Gold I, is just a, a an underappreciated, underused yeah, color on uniforms. Yeah, yeah. I and I mean... Not not yellow, but gold. But gold, gold specifically, because they can make some awesome gold. Uh, I told you about how I kind of fell in love with the Mariners' uh, sparkly silver that they had in their numbers during spring training. Because yeah, you really just, do like the sparkles. Oh, the sparkles are beautiful, man. And the Diamondbacks have sand as one of their colors, and they're not using sparkly sand beige. Like, point. what are we doing here? Add a little gold in there. It'll look great. Find uh, you someone uh, who looks at you the way that Derek looks at a glittery jersey. He's not he wrong. Just, he he's uh, not he wrong. loves the sparkliness. Uh, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> uh, Jesse, what other Diamondbacks players deserve to be joining Corbin Carroll in the All-Star game? And I, we did clarify this because I know this has been asked of us, but Lourdes Gurriel Jr. unfortunately does not have any different 
chances of making it in. I know that some people have asked if he's now a reserve because he didn't get voted in as a starter. That's not the case. Uh, at this point, Guriel just basically goes back into the pool with all of the other players to be decided by uh, his fellow players as well as the commissioner's office. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, man. I don't I don't think Guriel deserves it. Frankly, uh, he did hit a home run yesterday, which was good to see. You're gonna say um, that in front of my hair. You're gonna say I'm gonna make my hair out so you talk to say bad things about Lourdes in say front it, of my say hair. Say it right yeah, to your hair. Say it to my hair. Uh, yeah, Lourdes Guriel <laughs> does not deserve to be an all star. Um, <laughs> and and I'm sorry for whatever ramifications that'll have for your <sighs> I'm hurt. You know, but taking taking care of your who hair does and whatnot. Though? Who does? Um, yeah, outside of outside of Guriel, I think who doesn't doesn't deserve it. Uh, man, tell- kicking him while God, we got it, Jesse. You don't think he deserves it? <laughs> Leave the man alone. Uh, I think Cattell Marte at second base. I think he just yeah. kind of has to be in at this point. Luis Arias uh, was named the starter, and I think he very much deserves that. We're gonna get later in the show into some guys who were named starters who maybe didn't deserve it, but I think Luis Arias is. One decision that fans absolutely got correct. Cattell Marte should be the backup at second base. Really no question in my mind at this point with the season that he's having. Um, Look at his OPS. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just under 900, which, I mean, yeah, if you compare that with other second basemen around the league, a few guys who have had nice seasons, but it's really far and away uh, right up there with with Luis Rise. Uh, Geraldo Perdomo. I think should probably be an all-star, which uh, uh, is a little is a little bit uh, a little bit crazy to to say that coming into no. you know with with where we were with Geraldo Perdomo coming into the season and where we're at now. But I think he deserves it. I saw somebody's tweet that went viral yesterday because it he did kind of go viral. The, yeah. the fan, fan voting should be abolished, and he basically had yeah, a screenshot Perdomo's of- numbers. And Orlando Arcia's yeah. numbers. And yeah, it got like 4,000 likes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, there, If you compare Arcia, who has had a really good season with the Braves, with Geraldo Perdomo, uh, Perdomo basically just beats him in everything. Uh, all of the like slash line numbers, uh, his wins above replacement number is higher as well. So yeah, I think you could make a case that Perdomo should be starting uh, at shortstop in the National League. That's not going to happen, but I do think he should be in there as a reserve. I still think Merrill Kelly has a shot, um, although it's right on the edge. Uh, we're going to talk about Zach Gallen uh, later in the show and and where he stands in all of this. But yeah, Merrill Kelly right now is kind of right on the edge. Obviously, at this point, it doesn't look like he would be able to pitch in the game. So what you kind of have to hope for is that he would be selected, but then be replaced by uh, someone else who, who would get that opportunity. I think he has a decent shot to do that. The other guy we should mention is is Christian Walker, who at this point is really right up there with Paul Goldschmidt as what I view to be the second best first baseman <sighs> in the National League. That one could kind of go either way. Those guys are really close in their numbers at this point. So a little bit hard to say, I guess, if they wind up with three first basemen in, in the National League, which I don't think normally happens. But if they were able to fit three, uh, Freeman, Goldie, and Christian Walker are all deserving. Christian Walker just doesn't really get the credit he deserves uh, defensively, especially. But yeah, he's just such a well-rounded player. That I feel like he 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 that that's something that needs to be taken into consideration when looking at his numbers. He, I think he still leads all first basemen and outs above average, uh, and he just continues to rake. And, and he's got a killer theme song. I don't know if you guys heard it, but it's based on the Walker Whopper commercial. Right? Yeah, yeah, some Burger King, yeah. something or other. Yeah. yeah, obviously Merrill Kelly with the injury. I mean, maybe Merrill uh, does deserve it, but at this point. Merrill is probably not going to play in the All Star game, even if he did get voted in. It would be pretty wild for the D backs to like 
like put Merrill in the All Star game we before were, he's pitched we in like any other that, game. Like we were saying that about Corbin because they could have put maybe potentially put Corbin on the 15 day IL and then his I mean, first they, they start could. off they the still, IL. They still could. I know. Put wrap him in fucking wrap him in bubble wrap and put him in the uh, an ice chest until eventually that All Star game comes around because we need him to start in Seattle. But Goldie uh, against Walker, real quick. Uh, Goldie's at 285, 374, 489. Walker's at 281, 345, 529. So you're getting more slug with Christian Walker, but you're getting more on base with Goldie. The overall OPS for Walker is just a few points higher. You're so also you're it's also really close. You're also getting better defense out of Walker. By this the way, is true. he's the best defensive first baseman in Major League Baseball. But the one person who absolutely should be starting in the All Star game is Zach Gallon because the Milkman delivers and. The milkman deserves to start in the all-star game. Uh, there is some questions about who else could potentially start, and we actually have some numbers to show you exactly how Zach Gallon stacks up against the best pitchers in the National League. But I, I think you'll see for yourself that Zach Gallon does have a case uh, for being the starter. Yeah, absolutely as a case. Uh, before we get into some of the comparisons, we'll just start with Gallon's numbers. So he on the season is 10-2 and two with a 3.02 ERA, a 109 whip. He has 22 walks, 108 strikeouts, and he leads the National League in Fangraph's wins above replacement. A lot of that is because his FIP is extremely low, um, and he just has really, really good peripherals to go with those numbers. Obviously, his last start didn't really do him any favors. No. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't great in that game. That that definitely hurt his case a little bit. But at this point, I think it's a it's a conversation between Gallon and three other guys. Those guys for me, Derek, are Clayton Kershaw, Bryce Elder, and Marcus Stroman. Now, Clayton Kershaw uh, recently was injured, correct? So, Clayton Kershaw, yeah, I believe he left his last start against the Rockies early due to some, he said his shoulder felt cranky, which I don't really know what that means. I get that. Uh, yeah, for, I, I guess 42, you, yeah, maybe I, you, I that. Derek obviously knows what My a cranky shoulder is. My ankle feels cranky almost every <laughs> single day, so that's a great way to put it, but. But yeah, uh, so chances are they're not with, especially with their issues with starting pitchers being injured. They're probably going to be precautious with, yeah, maybe not, maybe talking him out of that, even if he does kind of get that nod. Yeah, it sounds like it. They just don't know at this point. They're they're saying that you know I think he got like a cortisone shot or something, and uh, they're hoping the inflammation will go down and he'll be able to make his next start, maybe just like a couple days late. But they also, both Clayton Kershaw and Dave Roberts, have not ruled out the possibility that they should just put him on the IL and get him back after the All-Star break. Um, as you said, they've had a number of pitching injuries yeah. this year. They so can't, They can't risk that if they're seriously trying to continue yeah. to compete in the NL West. But, but here's how Clayton Kershaw and Zach Gallon's numbers stack up. Uh, this, is the, this is the guy, Derek, where I think if Kershaw is healthy, I think there's a pretty decent chance that Clayton Kershaw should start this game. Uh, as you see here on your screen, Kershaw 10 and four with a 255 ERA, a 105 whip. He has 24 walks and 105 strikeouts compared to Gallon's 22 walks and 108 strikeouts, really similar across the board. But a 2.55 ERA, you know, that's about half a run lower than Gallon's. Both of these guys have really excellent peripherals. If Clayton Kershaw is healthy, I don't think it would be unreasonable for him to start over Zach Gallon. However, uh, like we said, there's a good chance that he's not. And even if he's healthy, they still just might be precautious with him. Uh, similar to the way the Diamondbacks might have had to hold Corbin Carroll out if his injury yeah. to his shoulder was more substantial, right? Uh, but there are two other options that they could go with, guys that have some pretty damn good numbers this year, but maybe not 
I, I don't know, maybe maybe lacking in a couple of areas. I know Bryce Elder is somebody that not a lot of people are familiar with, and he doesn't quite have the number of wins that Zach Allen has, but his numbers have been pretty good this season. Yeah, I mean, pitching for the Braves, you know, that de- definitely helps on on the wins front. He's only, he only has one loss. Somehow he only has six wins. Uh, but yeah, uh, for the ERA junkies out there, I mean, a 2.44 ERA. That's pretty good. Uh, he has one fewer start than Gallon, but they're pretty neck and neck in terms of innings per start. Uh, the peripherals here are pretty different, though. Elder has a 113 whip compared to Gallon's 109, 28 walks and 79 strikeouts compared to Gallon's 22 walks and 108 strikeouts. So, uh, my guess is that, you know, even if you wanted to make a case that Elder's numbers were better than Gallon's overall, which, like, I guess the ERA clearly would make that case, the combination of Elder's peripherals not being great and the fact that just, like, nobody knows who Bryce Elder is, frankly, right? I mean, he's never, just, heard, the, he's never this, heard of this man before in my he's life. He's this 24-year-old right who just kind of came out of nowhere this year and has had an outstanding season for the Braves. But if you just kind of look at the history of the all-star game and and who the types of pitchers who tend to start in this game typically you're going with guys who have really good numbers in the first half and also guys who have some sort of established major league career right it's not that hard to have a few good months in in the big leagues uh sort of at, at the beginning of your career so i would be pretty surprised if bryce elder got it even even if the numbers would make a case for that and the last candidate uh, is a future Arizona Diamondback himself, Correct. so he's going to be part of our starting <laughs> rotation. So if he starts, it's still not the worst thing. But Marcus Stroman from the Chicago Cubs, two four seven ERA uh, compared to Gallon three oh two. It is could be, he could be the new hottest stuff. local man, uh, hottest you know local sexy symbol there uh, if he comes to Arizona. But yeah, no, I mean uh, he has the Chicago Cubs have had quite the one two combination uh, with him being the one there, and he has been extremely good for them for kind of a mediocre team yeah they don't deserve him <laughs> right right no of course not uh yeah i mean justin steele has been really good for them too he yeah. missed a couple starts so i i don't i don't think he has a super realistic shot but yeah stroman uh the fact that he's healthy uh and the fact that you know he has an established track record in the big leagues he's not normally the best pitcher in his league uh this is definitely a, a new level that marcus stroman has reached this year his peripherals do not uh do not hold up with a 2.47 era as you can see here is 35 walks and 85 strikeouts uh i believe his fip is somewhere in the mid threes pretty much all of the other era indicators are somewhere in the mid threes uh, but marcus stroman the last few years has kind of had this uncanny way of outperforming what all of those other metrics would say. Uh, he has like a 60% ground ball rate, which is which is really incredible. Uh, I think if Kershaw is, is not healthy, if Kershaw is not willing to pitch in this game for whatever reason, I think it probably comes down to Gallon and Stroman. And it's pretty close, Derek. I think it could kind of go either way. Uh, the peripherals say it should be Zach Gallon. The surface level numbers say it should maybe be Marcus Stroman. Uh, but it really could go either way between these two. Uh, and and Stroman might get the edge there based on just the fact he plays for the Cubs, right? I mean, I hate to say that, is, that but that sometimes the bigger market uh, pitcher, the bigger name, uh, might get that that respect. But Zach Allen has been perceived by many analysts in baseball as one of the best pitchers in in baseball. So I don't feel like it's going to be a lack of of you know knowing about him, especially considering this vote falls on the coaches and the uh, and players in the front office uh, or the commissioner's office right so sure it's going to be uh interesting and i think 
Honestly, Zach Gallon has a really good chance uh, to be there when all is said and done. But it would really help his case to just kind of put an exclamation point on his first half over these next couple starts. So you could kind of just bounce back from from you know the six innings, four runs that he was last time out against the Rays. I think that would that would really help. Um, so yeah, I mean, it really could come down to to the wire here in terms of just how these two pitchers yeah. trend in their last couple starts. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there's recency bias there. So, of course, uh, it, you know, in his last start, Zach Gallon was not very good there for one single inning. So hopefully he can get back, things back on track. Uh, the Diamondbacks are calling up, like we said earlier, outfielder Dominic Fletcher. We still don't know that corresponding move. They might be calling up the wrong Dominic. I'm not sure. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've, we've kind of been wondering when we would see Dominic Canzone. Um, but that's fine because Dominic Fletcher will get a chance to face off against his brother, David Fletcher this weekend against the Angels, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. Fle- David Fletcher was in uh, was in the minors for the Angels not that long ago. He just got brought back up, uh, I believe, a few weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, very wholesome, right? Yes. Uh, Dominic and, and brother David on brother violence. Up. Yeah, brother on brother violence. <laughs> uh, they played in the World Baseball Classic together as well. Um, and we, you know, when when Fletch was was up with the D backs earlier in the season, we talked to him about. Uh, his relationship with with his brother and, you know, what kind of conversations they were having in Dominic's first few days in the big league. So uh, I'm sure I don't think that had anything to do with this decision that, you know, there was that kind of fun story this weekend with the D-backs in Anaheim. But it doesn't hurt. Right. I mean, it is it is kind of a cool setup that Dominic. Uh, it appears we'll get that opportunity. But did they possibly, I, I, I said it jokingly, but did they possibly call up the wrong Dominic with the way that Canzone has been playing? Was it was it maybe a, a time to give Dominic Canzone an opportunity at a major league level? It's tough, man. Um, I mean, if you just look strictly at their offensive numbers, then yeah, Canzone has better offensive numbers this year in Reno than Dominic Fletcher does. I do think defense is kind of an important factor here as well. With Corbin Carroll potentially being down for a few days, we kind of feel like that's sort of the impetus for this move. Um, you kind of want someone who can play a decent outfield, right? You don't want Guriel and Paven Smith, you know, playing uh, playing a bunch of corner outfield here uh, in in the next few days. Obviously, you know, you still have Alec Thomas and Jake McCarthy there as well. But um, but yeah, I mean, Dominic Canzone isn't on the forty man roster. Dominic Fletcher is. The D backs have kind of done this thing. For a while where it feels like there, you know, there's one guy who just kind of gets the opportunity before the next guy. And once they move past that first option, then that's where they would get to the next option. And unfortunately, this this organization just has so many left handed hitting outfielders that Dominic Canzone probably did deserve an opportunity by now. But I, I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's going to get it. Hopefully we see him later this year. Well, we will have more. Uh, minor league highlights for you we're bringing back the diamond mine we'll have it this weekend we'll have some uh, great highlights from all of the minor league teams this weekend or this week including josh rojas finally hitting his home run Uh, unfortunately josh rojas has not been doing so well at the plate otherwise i think he's hitting 190 for the reno aces and Mm -hmm. uh, just really struggling where when you look at the rest of the aces lineup there's barely anybody hitting below 300 so it's kind of bonkers by comparison but hopefully rojas can get back on track uh down there or up there where are we up there in reno i don't know wherever they're at i guess uh, up there would probably i mean it's higher elevation and it's like geographically 
north accurate of Phoenix. okay so, yeah, i think yeah. up, there right. up there is gonna work we're doing up there but anyway uh, we thank you guys for being here in the phnx sports youtube channel if you haven't subscribed to the channel already please do so sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when any of our shows go live leave us a little thumbs up just to let you let us know you're here uh and that way we don't have to hijack the show and and stop it and wait for more thumbs up uh, if you are listening on the audio podcasting side, please subscribe to us there. If you haven't done so, leave us a review. We always appreciate that feedback. Most importantly, grab yourself a diehards membership over at gophnx.com. You can do like our diehard friends are doing here today and just show up at our office. Daniel Caston is here. Uh, Chris is here. It's a diehard party here in the office. <laughs> and you can be a part of it by grabbing yourself that diehard membership. You get uh, access to Jesse's newsletter full count. You also get access to all of the content behind the paywall here at gophnx.com you get uh members only discounts with our partners you get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com 20 percent off all future purchases you also get access to our members only discord lounge and so much more including partners benefits uh discounts with our partners a 50 dollars gift certificate for mountain mics uh dobson ranch ranch card and so much more so sign up today at gophnx.com and become a diehard member right now. Uh, grab yourself some Four Peaks, too, while you're doing it, by the way. Four Peaks is the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, and, of course, at Chase Field, go to the Four Peaks draft room. It is the place to get every variety of Four Peaks beer that you can imagine. It's located on the suite level and is where we will be meeting for all of our takeover events. Check out the events page in our show notes to find dates and tickets. And you can follow them at Four Peaks Brew or go to fourpeaks.com slash events to stay up to date on everything Four Peaks. Uh, Major League Baseball announced the all-star starters yesterday evening, but we all know uh, that the fan voting process sucks. Uh, and so uh, <laughs> who really should be in the all-star game is the question. And, of course, Jesse has a great breakdown, both of the National League and the American League, uh, as to who are the starters and who should be the starters. Yeah, so we'll start in the National League. We're going to start by just looking at who who was actually uh, actually chosen. So, What do you think um, of the outfield? Let's start with the outfield first. Did, sure. they get, did the people get it right in the outfield? So we have Corbin Carroll, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Mookie Betts. Those are the three. Uh, I'm going to say uh, they got two out of three right on this one. All right. Um, I think Acuna and Corbin Carroll, those are the, the clear-cut guys who should be at the top there. You have Betts biased. You're against Mookie Betts. I am You're anti Mookie Betts. I am not against. I am not at all against Mookie Betts. But I think if you compare Mookie Betts' numbers to, frankly, one of two players, Juan Soto or Fernando Tatis of the San Diego Padres, I think I would go in that direction. My personal pick here is Juan Soto, just given the fact that uh, Fernando Tatis missed the first few weeks of of the season uh, due to his suspension. Obviously, that's not helping your team much absolutely uh so that that kind of swung things in uh in soto's Soto's favor in my book but yeah i mean if you look at their offensive numbers mookie Betts versus juan soto there's frankly just no comparison at this point Uh, mookie is a significantly better defender i will say that but overall uh i think soto has been the better player this year uh infield we got freddie freeman at first base i had a hard time seeing anybody Better than Freddie Freeman over there at first base myself. Yeah. Uh, and then Luisa Rise. I don't, again, Luisa Rise is a, a player that's absolutely been on fire this season. Uh, and like like we said, second base, that's that's a fair, uh, a, a, a fair all-star starter. Yeah, I think they got the right side of the infield right here. Freddie Freeman and Luis Rise. There's just no, there's no arguing. But then there's that. the left side. Then, the, there's then there's the, the left, left side <laughs> of the infield in the National League. So they have Orlando Arcee at shortstop and Nolan Arenado at third base. We already touched on shortstop a little bit. 
I do feel a little crazy for saying this, Derek. I, I think some people might, uh, you know, might accuse me of like, oh, you're the Homerism. guy who covers the D-backs, of course. Uh, but you I, all know, all of you that watch this show knows that Jesse Friedman is the most irrational Homer fan that you've ever met correct. in your life. So go ahead. Give it to him, Jesse. Geraldo Perdomo, in my book, should be the starting shortstop in the National League. Uh, and like I said earlier, if you compare Arcia with Perdomo on pretty much every stat, I think Arcia might have a slightly higher batting average, uh, although Arcia's had a really rough couple weeks at the plate. Those numbers are probably pretty similar at this point, but uh, Perdomo has a much higher on-base percentage. He has a higher slugging percentage. He has more war. Um, uh, Perdomo, maybe not quite the defender that Arcia is, but certainly holds holds his own on that side of the ball. Uh, I just think that, you know, if, if you're, if you're okay, having your starting shortstop only have, uh, you know, about 200 ish at bats or so, which is what both Arcia and Perdomo have at this point, then I think Perdomo is, is the choice. Dansby Swanson's the other guy that I think is a candidate here for people who are super averse to, you know, starting a player who hasn't played in, in, you know, pretty much all of their team's games. I guess you could go with Swanson, but he wasn't I think, even up there on the voting, to be honest. Like, no, it I was. Mean, I mean, the phase two, the finalists were Francisco Lindor and Orlando Arcia, yeah. and Lindor did not deserve to be in that in that group, in the my opinion. So you're saying that the vote is a popularity contest? Um, I mean, bit, sort bit. of. There, there are. There's also an. I mean, I wouldn't say Orlando Arcia is like. Oh, the everyone. Everyone knows Orlando Arcia. There's organized right? fan bases that really support their team. And to be honest, right. there's a lot of the rest of us that we we talked about this. Like, do you go in and fill out your All Star ballot and just automatically make it all Arizona Diamondbacks players, or are you fair? Do you give it to other guys? I mean, in Phase One, I completely understand. Diamondbacks fans just going through the list and finding their players and giving credit where credit is due. Sure. I did that in the national. If I'm being honest, I did that in the national league for probably 75% of my national league ballot. But then there were other positions where I just felt there were other people more deserving of it. And I had a hard time not giving them my vote, you know, and honestly, as much as I want to give it to Diamondbacks players, I also want to see players across major league baseball that deserve it. Uh, get that credit and get in. Let's take a look at the American League starters and uh, give give. Wait, did we finish up on the National? There, there are a couple, a couple let's more. Go back to the National I League think I think they nailed Sean Murphy behind the plate. That. That's fine. Let's, uh, let's third base though. Third base, yeah. Nolan Arenado has just not been himself this year, frankly. Um, and I, I just don't think that Nolan Arenado really deserves that opportunity. Uh, other guys that I, I think there's multiple guys that you could put in front of Arenado in this race. But I think J.D. Davis uh, should probably start from the San Francisco Giants, which, again, coming into the year, uh, I don't think anyone would have expected nope. that J.D. Davis would be starting in the All-Star game over Arenado and Machado. But, uh, yeah, I mean, offensively, J.D. Davis has clearly had a better season than Arenado. He is not at all the, the defender at third base that Arenado is. But if you look at wins above replacement numbers, things that take that into account, they still have Davis as a more valuable third baseman this year. Uh, the other thing here is DH uh, with J.D. Martinez being the choice there. I have Jorge Soler of the Miami Marlins slightly edging out J.D. Martinez, even though Martinez has had a good year in his own right. Yeah, I, I agree with both of those, I think. And uh, I agree with Sean Murphy behind the plate. That's for sure. Uh, what do we got now for the American League, Damon? All right. Uh, Aaron Judge. Yeah, probably not. Um, he's only played, I believe it's 49 games on the season. And I mean, you know, that's about 60% of the year he hasn't played in about a month. So I don't I don't think Aaron Judge 
should be an like a viable option, frankly. Um, and so <laughs> shouldn't I, even be allowed in there. Yeah, there are other like if it was a really weak field, then it would be like, all right, sure. I mean, maybe Aaron Judge was more valuable in those 49 games than other guys have been in the entire first half. I mean, I guess that could have some merit. But Luis Robert really having an incredible year um, with uh, the Chicago White Sox. I think he absolutely deserves to be in there. Jordan Alvarez, I also have, although he has missed some time. I think it's it's a small enough period that he's missed that I think he deserves to be in there. And then Randy Rosarena, I do have in mind. So I would replace Trout and Judge uh, with Robert and Jordan Alvarez. How dare Alvarez. you? How yeah. dare you? Trout can never be removed from the All-Star game. Do you know that? That's how, the, that's how Major League Baseball works, Jesse. Mike Trout has to be in the All-Star game. Uh, what else we got for the infield? So the infield, uh, I think the right side of the infield, again, apparently, fans are really good with the right side of the infield. Yanni Diaz at first base, Marcus Semien at second base. There's limited options sometimes. And when you really look at the difference between the best first baseman in the league and the rest of the pack, it's, there's, there's quite a gap. Yeah, Diaz is clearly the choice there. And Marcus Semien, according to fan graphs, I mean, Marcus Semien's at 3.2 war and the next highest second baseman in the American League is Brandon Drury. Old friend. Brandon Drury down at 1.8. So Semyon is almost doubled up the next highest guy uh, in Winslow replacement. So they got that right. But uh, Derek, once again, we go to the left side and that's where we maybe encounter some problems. Uh, Corey Seager is the choice here at shortstop. Corey Seager is tough because he is sort of an, an Aaron Judge kind of a case where he has not played in that many games. I believe it's somewhere in the 40s. Um, but he's been so good in those games that you could maybe make a case he's deserving of that opportunity. I have Bo Bichette. That's my that's my choice. I agree with Bo Bichette. I also have Jose Ramirez at third base, and there's no question there. Jose Ramirez should absolutely be yeah, starting over Josh Young, even though he's had a good season. Jonah Heim and Shohei Otani. Those Solid. ones I think. Yeah, those locks. ones I think they got. Shohei Otani should also start on the mound. He should DH and he should start. And that's how it should be. And that then he be... should remain in it as DH for the entire game. Don't remove him. There you um, go. And that's, yeah, I, I think I concur. Like, look, I mean, I know going purely based on the numbers sometimes seems a little bit, I mean, whatever. But uh, that's that's the way we create new stars, right? And sometimes the only way that the, pers- that the, that the world gets to see these young guys is on a stage like the All-Star game. It's why it's important to try to vote for the guys that deserve it the most, right? Um, but we have some other judging to do. We're not just done judging players. We're going to judge whole teams and franchises because here's our MLB power rankings for this week. Uh, and they, we have a new number one, Jesse. We finally have a new number one. First time in doing these power rankings that we have a move up at the top. The Atlanta Braves just like don't lose anymore. They don't. Apparently. No. Uh, I know the Rays just took two out of three from the Diamondbacks. But yeah, the they Atlanta Braves. They didn't look great in that two out of three. Let's be honest. We watched it. They probably should have lost two out of three instead of one winning two out of three. But uh, that's how baseball works. So I'm not going to try to not going to try to make that case any longer. But the Braves have been incredible. Yeah, they absolutely have. They're nine and one in their last 10. They won five in a row. They're on an absolute tear uh, for the people joining us on audio. I'll just do a quick rundown and we can highlight a couple things. Uh, so we have the Braves one Rays two, Rangers three Orioles four Diamondbacks still at number five, which I think they've been there for like four weeks at this point. Uh, and then the Marlins sliding up to number six. Huge move. Astros seven, Dodgers eight, Giants nine, and then the Phillies. Wow. Making their first appearance at number 10. 
Why the big jump for the Marlins from 10th to 6th? Because the Marlins, Derek, are 48 and 34 at this point. The Diamondbacks are also 48 and 34. (laughs) The Marlins are on an absolute tear right now. They've won five games in a row. Their starting rotation is really proving to be a force to be reckoned with. And they've got some hitters. I mentioned Jorge Soler, who I think should be the starting DH in, in the National League. And uh, they've had some other guys step up as well in that offense. Of course, Luis Arias being uh, the primary guy there. I'm glad the Braves are doing so well, so well because I don't know if we can live in a world where two Mo- two Florida teams top their division. You know, but yeah, that just that doesn't feel that right. Doesn't, yeah. that, that's not something that sits right with me at all. I don't like that <laughs> one bit. But uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, I, I think that's fair for them to still be where they're at but they are in danger of dropping down in those power rankings i feel like and yeah they really need a solid finish here up until the all-star break uh, and it's not going to be easy but hopefully they can take advantage uh, of a pirates team that had no problem beating up on the san francisco giants uh, as well as some other tough tests before we get to the all-star break but uh, make sure that if you have any tough tests in your life you're fueled up at circle k which is uh, the best place for you to get your coffee, your beer and snack selection, premium gas. Don't sleep on the Circle K snacks. And again, do do your best to free Tiny Derek from his prison inside of the gas station pump. But uh, get your cheap gas there. Get your Polar Pops, which stay lo- cold longer there. Get your iced coffee for just $1.89. Monsters and Red Bull. You get Red Bull 3 for $8. Monster 3 for $6. 12 packs of beer for $9.99 and so much more. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. And while you're there, grab some Four Peaks beer. They have a wonderful variety of Four Peaks beer at Circle K. And you can also head over to fourpeaksforteachers.org today. Uh, to nominate a teacher and to give them the credit that they deserve. Kids are back at home for the summer, but not for long. They're going to go back to school here before we know it. And Four Peaks is donating school supplies to teachers around the Valley. They are also giving out some wonderful prizes, including 11 $1,000 cash grants. And one lucky teacher will win a teacher's lounge renovation provided by Four Peaks. To thank a teacher, go to fourpeaksforteachers.org and complete the form to enter the chance to win. Nominations are due today. Uh, So do not wait. Do not hesitate. Go right now to fourpeaksforteachers.org and complete the form. Uh, And, of course, Teacher Tuesdays are back at the 8th Street Pub every Tuesday through July. Bring a valid teacher ID and you will receive $4 pints of Kilt Lifter, Wow, Hazy, and Hop Knot. And as a parent of a child that just completed elementary school, thank you. Thank you sincerely for all that you do for us, for our kids and everything. So again, fourpeaksforteachers.org to nominate. Check out at Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to enjoy Four Four Peaks and please enjoy responsibly. The Arizona Diamondbacks play the Angels tonight. Uh, They are in Anaheim. I'm hoping they're there. Uh, The game is exclusively on Apple TV+. It is. Is that it's what the it's fr- called? Is it's it Friday. Apple TV Plus Max or no? It's just Apple TV Plus. Yeah, it's I the don't know Apple anymore. TV 11 Pro Max. Yeah, Plus, there we go. I there think. we go. <laughs> uh, but I mean, of course, it's another Apple TV Plus game, which we know some people are not in favor of, and some people don't mind so much because it is kind of an interesting, different take from our normal Bally Sports broadcast. Uh, but how do fans feel about it? Let's take a look at our poll that we had. Got a screenshot of the vote. Uh, and people dislike it. 
Yeah, the, it People was do really, not like it, it was Jesse. really interesting. So yeah, we have eighteen point seven percent saying they like it, fifty nine percent saying they dislike it, and then twenty two point two percent saying they are indifferent. I don't like that twenty two point two percent. You're indifferent. Make a decision. Hop on, buddy. You either like it or you don't like it. There's this is not. Maybe I shouldn't have given that thing. as an option. I don't Maybe like you that. should have had to pick one or the other. I'm sure it still would have been a landslide in the in the direction of dislike it. But uh Yeah. What what I, I don't I don't know. What is it to be disliked? Is it the I think the broadcasting is probably a big part of the reason why people dislike it. Um if you are here in the chat and you dislike it, uh, let us know how you feel about it because I'm just curious. I know that uh, a big part of it, like the broadcasters at times have completely sounded like they have no clue who this team is, that they've never seen them before. And maybe we just get very used to the familiarity of our broadcasters knowing this team the way they do. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. Um, I know that Apple TV Plus is, you know, they brought in kind of some of their some of their own people to do uh, to do their broadcast. It's definitely a, a different field than what you get, uh, you know, with with Steve and Bob. Um, but yeah, I was amazed at how many people commented on this and said, finally, I get to watch a Diamondbacks game. Yeah, there are a lot of yeah, people out there, sucks. apparently, at least yeah. that were, uh, you know, that, that, uh, voiced their opinions on Twitter who said like, I don't, I'm not paying for whatever streaming service it would take in order to be able to watch Valley sports, but I do have Apple TV plus, or I'm going to go get the free trial or whatever. And, and now I can actually watch a game. On the flip side, I think the people who don't like it, they don't like the fact that it is an exclusive, that if you have Valley Sports Arizona, if you're already paying the premium for cable point. or for a streaming service, that you just have this game like taken away from you, right? And in that sense, you could make a case that the Apple TV Plus broadcast isn't good for baseball in a sense, right? Because it's, it's not helping people get to these games. It's keeping people... Uh, get to these games more than it's more than it's helping them but you also understand like from apple standpoint they want it to be exclusive like they want people to be getting Absolutely. apple tv plus just Absolutely. so that they can watch this game so there's it's, a lot of factors here it's the same concept as to like why people have said the streaming services like apple and their shows are so short sometimes they only do like 10 episode runs sometimes the episodes sure. are only 32 minutes it's like they just need you to subscribe. It doesn't matter how long it is. It doesn't matter how many episodes of the show they give you. But if you want to watch that show, you have to subscribe. So they right. don't have to work very hard on their end. It's not like the old days where a network television show becomes popular and then it has 25 episodes so that they can get more advertising revenue from sponsors and partners. This is different. This is a subscription-based model where they're not they can make the show 17 minutes long if they wanted to, and you're still going to subscribe to watch it if you want to see that show. Yeah. Uh, same thing with this. If they know that you're a baseball fan and that you're going to maybe subscribe just so you can see those games you're missing, uh, hopefully once you get your foot in the door, you like some of the other you know offerings that they have as far as you know other shows, other sports that they broadcast and things like that. I just don't know. I don't know at times if hijacking – a team's broadcast is going to make for the best relationship between you and potential fans. Right. And that's like you said, that's how some people feel when they are already paying for the package in order to watch games, but they don't get this one unless they have a, now a separate streaming service, which, you know, I get it, but um, yeah. hopefully you all get to enjoy the game and hopefully the broadcast is wonderful. Maybe they'll do their research and actually know uh, who the diamondbacks players are and, and things about them. <laughs> uh, here's, here's a start. 
Christian Walker built all of his furniture in his house. There you go. There you go. Um, uh, Evan Longoria, he's on an all like chicken and rice diet right now, and he hates it. So, but he looks like a tank. He absolutely looks like a tank. Uh, let's take a look at the probables for that Angel series that starts with the game on Apple Plus TV or Apple TV Plus Max 11 Pro <laughs> tonight. Uh, and of course, those probables are—they're uh, they're coming soon. But, they're coming. They're um, coming. But yeah, I, I can maybe see some of them from memory. Oh, yeah. there we go. All right. Uh, we have Griffin Canning against Tommy Henry tonight, and then we have Tyler Anderson against Ryan Nelson on Saturday. And then, as we talked about yesterday, a fun pitching matchup on Sunday with young Reed Detmers going up against Zach Gallon. Really feel for Reed Detmers being one in five uh, with, with his three point seven seven ERA. As good as he's pitched yeah. this year, and Tyler and Tyler Anderson's four and two. Griffin Canning six and two. Yeah. I guess if you the, play the for the Angels. The offense needs to step up when Detmers is out there, but not not this Sunday. The, the offense can suck this Sunday as well because we need Zach Gallon to have a good showing and make that final push for the All-Star game. Uh, Zach Gallon would have one more start after this prior to the All-Star game. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, he would definitely have one more start. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how, how things shake out here. The Angels were on a bit of a run. Now they've kind of hit a rut. I think they've lost two games in a row, lost six of their last 10. So maybe the D-backs are, are sort of catching them go. at a good time. And, and we know, as we talked about earlier, that the Angels have not fared well against lefties this year. They're 8-14 and 14 on the season against left-handed pitching, and Tommy Henry is that. So we'll see if uh, that decision that the Diamondbacks made to push Tommy Henry to start in this series and have Brandon Fott go against the Rays. We'll see if, obviously, the first part of that did not pan out with Brandon Fott starting yesterday, but... Maybe they get a good outing tonight from from Tommy Henry. In uh, in regards to some of the comments in the chat, we have some good comments why people do and don't like it. Uh, Nicholas said just having to subscribe to something else just to watch one single game. Hoping I got a free trial available though. Uh, and then above that, uh, I can't see whose that is, but it says I honestly don't like when some uh, Ernesto says uh, I don't. I honestly don't like it because some people don't have Apple TV Plus and can't watch it without an Apple device. I know Apple TV Plus isn't available uh, everywhere like most streaming services are, which is fairly short-sighted on Apple TV Plus's you know, side. But uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. The, the lack of availability, and again, especially if you already get the games and now you have to find some other way to watch it, uh, it sucks. Also, it's Friday night. You guys have lives. You have better things to do. You can always not watch the game, and that's going to be fine, too. But it's time uh, for Friday beers, right, there. Time for Friday beers, yes. <laughs> uh, we, we need Friday beers with Tori back up there. Uh, speaking of which, though, a little schedule change next week. We hope you all have a wonderful July 4th. We are going to have a wonderful July 4th uh, because we are not going to have a show that day. We're going to be off on July 4th. But we are going to be bringing you a very special episode of this podcast Next Sunday, Jesse will be in Seattle for the All-Star Game. He will also be in Seattle for the MLB Draft. So we will be bringing you our draft episode next Sunday. Uh, Sean and I here in the studio, uh, locking it down here. Jesse will be in Seattle. We'll bring you the Diamondbacks pick and so much more that day. So make sure to join us for that. We hope you guys have a wonderful weekend, by the way. And you guys enjoy yourselves. Uh, maybe you should take a long weekend, too. And if you do, make sure you download the BetMGM app. It's a way for you to have fun with sports on the go wherever you're at this uh, this 4th of July holiday. Uh, and they have their BetMGM swing for the fences promotion. How do you get this offer? You do it in three easy steps. You log into your BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. You play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game until September 7th. Be a batter, pick an area of the strike zone, and that's it. You'll either single, double, triple, walker, 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 home run, all that kind of stuff, or you'll pop out and you'll receive a prize associated with that type of hit. 
You can play once a day, and prizing must be used on MLB. It does expire in 24 hours, so do not wait. And you can get all sorts of bonuses on your bets there. If you haven't signed up for the BetMGM app yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. We did see some people were going to that game in Anaheim. We're, we're, we're very jealous of that. We would like to be there as well. And if you are in the area and want to check out that game or any baseball games the rest of the season, make sure to check out our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals, and it is the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. It is because it is for us procrastinators who have FOMO, and we want to buy our tickets last minute because our friends are going to something fun, and we don't want to miss out either. Concerts, events, sporting events, anything you need tickets to, snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Excuse me. Uh, Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms to apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, that is all we got. Again, we hope you guys are having a long holiday weekend yourselves. Uh, make sure to join us back here on Monday for Mailbag Monday. Well, not me. I'm gonna, I'm kicking it out of here. Uh, this guy's going to take over for me on Mailbag Monday. But give us your Mailbag Sean Monday questions. We, we haven't had Sean for a whole week. Uh, he did not. Man joins the show. He goes to Nashville. Does not start a family. Like, went there to start a family. Disappoints us. But I, we wanted grandchildren. Failed. Failed. He failed. Basically, he failed at his goal. But uh, we will gladly take him back, and we will help him find maybe a family here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, <laughs> until then, you can follow all of us on Twitter. We maybe you can help us find Sean. Sean, Sean is looking for a family. Yeah, he's still looking. He for needs a someone to take yeah, him in. Yeah, so. we'll find. We'll figure it out. But I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Sean Depaz at Sean underscore Depaz. That way you can help him find the family. <laughs> uh, Jesse's at Jesse and Friedman. Damon, the maniac behind the Mac, is at Damon Dog D A W G, and you have to bark when you when you follow him. And that's how it goes. Uh, our show's at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you put the right guys into the All-Star game.